With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on the Rob Double Show. Ben Darnell in your afternoon drive. Joining us now is NFL Draft Analyst from the Pro Football Network and ProFootballNetwork.com, Tony Pauline. Tony, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. Thanks for having me. Hey, I, my first question is, is real simple. How do, how do guys go up and down after the season um, when there's no more, like, games to evaluate? How do these guys lose, like, let, let's just say Justin Fields dropping uh, for a little bit in the quarterback, uh, you know, rankings? How does that happen? Well, a couple things. Number one, maybe they were overrated to begin with. Maybe they shouldn't have been rated that highly on the outside, you know, from the get-go. You've got to consider that. Number two... You know, there are postseason scouting events, not as many this year we didn't have the combine, but you still had the you had the senior bowl, you had individual workouts, you had things like that. And you know, what certain people, even myself to an extent, are saying in December or January is not necessarily what is is held holds true inside war room. So uh I I mean I, I could see it, especially with the fact that not so much in the Justin Fields conversation, but the Rashawn Slater's, the Caleb Caleb Farley's, you know, it could be that they were overrated or they are overrated from the get-go. Tony, I would argue that the offensive MVPs of the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Clemson Tigers are not the quarterbacks and not the wide receivers. Why is Najee Harris and Travis Etienne not getting as much love as some of these other guys being a top first-round pick? Well, because they're the position they play. I've said all along about Najee Harris. He's a first-round prospect who plays a day-two position. I mean, the running back position has been devalued in the NFL, especially in the draft, I should say, because you can get good running backs in day two and day three. Uh, and by the time if these guys, their first contract is over, four years into it, or even five years at running back, you know, they are pretty much beat up, and there are a few huge second contracts for running back. So it's primarily the position. We can talk about, you know, uh, a safety position or somebody like that, something like that, where, that is, uh, where, where the guy plays knockout, but it's just not as highly valued come draft weekend. Tony Pauline will be doing a live draft show April 29th and 30th in downtown Cleveland. You can go on uh, to profootballnetwork.com, read some of his stuff. Um, is Kyle Shanahan's job on the line with that third pick. What if he drafts a bust? Yeah, I don't think so. And, and, and you, if you go to Pro Football Network, you can read over the past two days. I mean, we were the first to break the, the fact that the belief is it's come down to Mac Jones and uh, and Trey Lance. And I said, you know, the reason is when the coach is driving the scouting pro, uh, the uh, draft process, you can throw all reasoning out the window. And, you know, I, I, I spoke with a bunch of different people about it. They told me why they thought it was Trey Lance or uh, – Mac Jones, because Shanahan's making the final call, that's the guy he wants. And I did, in fact, ask, well, what happens if he takes Mac Jones with the third pick of the draft? And Mac Jones, in my opinion, is not worth the third pick of the draft. He's, he's an absolute reach, and Mac Jones turns into a bust. You know, this is Kyle Shanahan's job on the line. And I was told, no. I mean, they love Shanahan there. They're 
but there have been examples in the past. I mean, they didn't they passed up Patrick Mahomes while he was there. I, you know, it just doesn't seem that uh, this is going to change anything uh, anyway. Although it, I would agree, it should if if the if the quarterback he selects at number three doesn't work out. Teach our listeners some defensive players that need to be on their radar if they want their teams to draft and be successful. Well, obviously, the, you know, the names that everyone knows is Micah Parsons from Penn State, the two cornerbacks, Patrick Sertain from Alabama, J.C. Horn of South Carolina. I happen to love Zabin Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa, uh, a prototypical 3-4 linebacker who can rush the passer, drop off the line and play in coverage. He stacks well against the run. Not just a big, tough uh, football player, but also a smart, instinctive guy. He's a pre-med major. I really like his game a lot. Another underrated defensive player, Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Uh, someone who's been a productive player for three years. Would have been a second-round choice had he entered last year's draft. A guy, 6'3 and a half, 274 pounds. He's a terrific um, pass rusher, but he also plays smart, disciplined football. I mean, he wasn't asked to pin his ears back and just rush up the field this year at Wake Forest. He was asked you know, to, to play assignment football, gap, gap responsibilities, and he stayed with it. He did a good job. I don't think he's going to go late first round, although I think he should go for, or late first round. He's probably going to go early second round. I think he's going to be a knockout player at the next level. Talking to Tony Pauline, ProFootballNetwork.com. All right, so, Tony, in, in Major League Baseball, usually the top 100 picks, 35% are pitchers. Um, this year they're talking about, what, top 10 picks, maybe five of them are going to be quarterbacks. After the quarterbacks in the first round, what's the highest percentage of player going to be? Probably receiver. You could have five to six receivers selected in the first round. Then it would be offensive tackles. Depending on, you know, if your team considers Rashawn Slater an offensive tackle, I think he's more offensive guard. But regardless, you could have four, maybe five offensive tackles in the first round. It's an offensive-heavy draft. I mean, really, for, through the first uh, three rounds, first uh, three rounds, even a little bit in day, day three of the draft, primarily receivers and uh, uh, tackles, some good running backs, and, you know, as we all speak, you know, the five quarterbacks at the top, although there could be a six quarterback in the first round and in, in, in Davis Mills of Stanford. One of the offensive weapons I want my team to, to pick is Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. What kind of drop-off is it from Kyle Pitts to the next best tight end? Like dropping a rock off the top floor of the Empire State Building. Oh, that's big. That's big. It is. I mean, it, it falls off a cliff after Kyle Pitts. It's not even close. I mean, Pat Fryer moved to Penn State, maybe taken at the top of round two, but I think that will be based on need rather than just sheer talent. Uh, Pitts, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of the fact that Pitts is just so awesome at his position and a guy we haven't seen at the position in a long, long time. And the fact that the rest of the class uh, at the tight end position leaves a lot to be desired. Um, after Quiddy Pay from Michigan, who's the next best uh, guy that's going to be rushing the quarterback? Well, I, I mean, I happen to like Aziz Ojalari. I don't think he's going to be the uh, underclassman from Georgia. I think he's going to be selected a few slots after that, more of a 3 4 outside linebacker as opposed to Pay, who comes out of a three point stance, a guy that's. You know, gotten better and better, uh, the, although we only played it two years for Georgia, but showed a lot of development in his game, an incredible athlete. Uh, I think the wild card would be Jalen Phillips from Miami of Florida. Had a terrific season last year for the Hurricanes. Had a sensational pro day. 
but he's got a lot of injury concerns. Actually, retired from football after after he played at UCLA because of uh, because of concussion concerns. Never made it to medical combines because he tested positive for COVID. And medicals are, are the great intangible. They're the great the factor in the draft that can out of nowhere make a player drop a long, long way. We'll see what happens with Jalen Phillips. How different is your job without combine this year? Um, the information has been a little bit harder to come by. You know, the, the true heights and weights, you know, you get 325 guys that are selected, uh, that are, go to the combine. Most of them work out. So you know their true heights and weights and maybe their speeds. Maybe you adjust their speeds a little bit during pro days. This year it's been, you know, pro day workouts. You have the height, you have the weight, the speeds are all over the place. It's anybody's guess. So it's been a little bit more difficult from that point of view, as well as the information uh, that's coming out has been a little bit tighter. Talking to Tony Pauline from the NFLnetwork.com. Uh, Let me ask you about the running backs. Is there anybody that's making a move upward that was maybe out of the top ten a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, for, it's, pro, it's pro football network. It's not NFL network. If I was oh, on NFL pro, network, me, I'd be making three network. times the money I'm making. <laughs> 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 but really, at the running back position, there's three guys. There's you know, the two guys that were mentioned earlier, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, and then Javonta Williams of North Carolina. There, there's a big fall off after that. I mean, there's a kid by the name of Jake Funk from Maryland who's making a late charge, but he is a late day three type of guy. Had a sensational season, but has had a lot of injuries in the past. I mean, he could get drafted uh, late, where a lot of people didn't even expect him to get selected. Tony, what's your sky report on Trey Lance? North Dakota State, FCS powerhouse. They're actually in the FCS uh, tournament right now. He's not playing, obviously, because he's going to be a part of this NFL. Uh, what's your breakdown on this guy? In a nutshell, boom or bust. I mean, he's got tremendous upside. When you look at him, you know, after Trevor Lawrence, he's probably the most – most complete package from a physical point of view. When you look at the size, you look at the arm strength, you look at the mobility, you, you look at the ability to make every pass on the field in or out of the pocket, does a good job seeing the field, but he's got a very thin body of work. And that's a major concern. That's got to be, you know, that's got to be a, a scare to teams. You look at quarterbacks that have entered the draft after just one starting year, uh, one, one year of starting experience from the underclassmen ranks. You're looking at Dwayne Haskins. You're looking at Mitch Trubisky. You're even looking at Mark Sanchez. I mean, history has not been kind to those types of guys. I love Trey Lance's upside, but I think if you draft him, you may have to redshirt him for a year. It would be best for Trey Lance and the team to sit him for the, for the year, a la what Kansas City did with Pat Mahomes. I'm concerned that if you bring Trey Lance in, the fact he's only started for a year, no, due to no fault of his own, as you mentioned, they canceled, they, they postponed their, their full season, if you rush him in, you rush him into the lineup. You rush him in on the underneath center. Uh, you may ruin him. I mean, it may be ruinous for both Trey Lance and the team that selects him at the top, which is very possibly the San Francisco 49ers. Tony, thank you so much. Uh, have a great show in Cleveland. Cleveland's a great place. Um, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.